What the F and What, Episode 1, Goats, Myers, and the Big Game. Welcome to that What the F and What with me, Dave Wortham. And I'm Angela Clark. You know, this is just a little podcast that we came up with uh, that was born out of a joke between the two of us from a few years ago that got merged with a running joke that I do on Facebook every now and then. Between the two of us, from time to time, we'll find a weird news story or a headline that stops and makes us go, what the what? And then I'll share it to my Facebook feed to help make people laugh. Sometimes the stories are off the wall. Sometimes they're designed to make you think about something. But at the end of the day, they're making you think. And since I've been gifted with both a face and a voice for radio and podcasting, and since Clock has a sense of humor that is... Inappropriate and goofy? Your words, not mine. Here we are. We hope you will enjoy what we pull together and that you'll have fun with us along the way. At some point, we hope to have guest reporters and folks that we can interview on occasion. So if you happen to come across an interesting story or if you have something you want to say, reach out to us and we'll make sure you're on the show. So with that, let's kick this off. How do you like that funky riff? That's great. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I have our first story. Ready? This one comes from our friends at the New York Times, written by a guy by the name of Dave Phillips. The headline, Army cadets try to get Navy's goat again. Commanders are not amused. So apparently, under the cover of darkness over the weekend, Army cadets from the United States Military Academy at West Point crept into a secret compound. So they're on a mission so dear to the cadet corps that has survived generations of evolving warfare and official rebuke, and it's all about stealing Bill the Goat. The Goat is the mascot of the Naval Academy and the 37th in line of goats of various breeds to hold that distinction. There have been 37 goats. Uh, They've all been named Bill, and over the last 70 years, the cadets have stolen Bill at least 10 times, beginning in 1953 with a plan that involved a convertible and some chloroform. Wait, what? Yeah. The, the, apparently in 1953, it was a plan that involved a convertible and some chloroform. I don't know if they chloroformed the goat or there's guards around the goat that they snuck up on. Very James Bond-like, but it's weird. Uh, apparently, Navy midshipmen once nabbed the Army's mules mascots as well. Officially, mascot stealing is forbidden by a high-level formal agreement signed in 1992 after Navy midshipmen cut phone lines and zip-tied six Army employees while stealing West Point's mules. Uh, Sometimes the thefts are elaborate. This weekend's effort, however, was more of a Bay of Pigs-style embarrassment. West Point Raiders connoitered a private farm near Annapolis, Maryland, and tried to sneak up to the paddock where the current goat mascot, a young Angora with curly white wool, was pastured with others, including at least one of the previously retired Bills. Let me guess, they they took the wrong one, didn't they? They did. Uh, The assault team spooked the goats into a run, and when the fumbling cadets gave chase, they managed to grab only one goat. 
They discovered this after a four-hour drive back to West Point where they unveiled not Bill number 37, but Bill number 34, who is an arthritic 14-year-old retiree with only one horn. Okay, if I were Bill number 44, 34, I would be mad. <laughs> yeah, um, but apparently, uh, not only is Bill mad, uh, apparently the superintendents of the two academies are mad as well because they put out a joint statement. They put out a joint statement about this mess. Uh, they, in their statement, they, they, they note that Bill number 34 was returned safely on Monday. Uh, and a vet checked out the goat, said he was in good health despite the missing horn. The superintendent said that they're disappointed by the trust that was broken recently between our brothers and sisters in arms. And then they added, these actions do not reflect either Academy's core values of dignity or respect. So I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. First of all, what in the world is Bill number 34 thinking as he gets stolen? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably thinking ah uh, no whatever goats say what do goats say i don't know what goats say i i forgot to look what vegas has the army navy games set at since this is rivalry week but right. i can't imagine that that this is going to help fire up the army team knowing that they stole the wrong damn goat Probably not. I can't imagine it would. I mean, it seems like it just was a complete disaster. So there's your there's your first what the F and what story of the day. <laughs> Ready for the next one? Yes. I got to play the funky riff first, though. All right. Sounds good. So a little closer to home here in Michigan, um, Tuesday, a woman named Linda expressed her utter disgust with the recently remodeled DeWitt Michigan Meyer. She wrote, the items I usually buy are no longer stocked, not empty shelf. There is no shelf tag for them. The store decor is so neutral, it's drab. Attempting chic, the barnwood signage, and tile floors for, with fabric pattern in colorless choices make the place feel empty and depressed. Also missing our holiday decorations, even more prominently obvious in the faded neutral surroundings. Plus, Meyer will be open on Thanksgiving. With all of this, my conclusion is that the owners and management are either communists or atheists. <laughs> either way, I am no longer a Meyer customer. So... As of this recording, um, Linda's post has been taken down off of the Meyer uh, Facebook page. However, before it was taken down, there were some pretty amazing Facebook comments that were posted up there. If you know me and Dave, we, you know we, we really are advocates against reading the comments typically on anything on social media. And it gets you down a rabbit hole. But Linda and oh my gosh, the responses people were giving were gold. Um, there were people asking her, you know, if she had anything better to uh, complain about. Um, there were people concerned about her hairstyle, which was a really well feathered mullet. Because, um, you know, she's always business in the front, party in the back. Well, I mean, if that was her hairstyle and it wasn't even the stylish, like Miley Cyrus stylish mullet, like that's popular right now. It was the feathered, like 80s hairband kind of mullet, um, you know, so if, if she was really, you know, concerned about the decor at the DeWitt Meyer, then, 
you know, she had other things to worry about. One of my friends who lives in DeWitt also mentioned the remodel had been done months ago so that she's just now coming to this means her quarterly, uh, her quarterly shopping trip, they probably won't miss. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of things here that I, you know, Linda, Linda didn't, that, that, that post did not go the way Linda thought it was going to go. I don't think. No. And, and of course, why is it people into wit when they're complaining about something always immediately go to people are communist or atheist? Are there really that many communists in Ingham County? Actually, DeWitt's not even in Ingham County, is it? It's in, uh, no, it's in Clinton County. So, how really, how many communists live in Clinton County? Apparently more than we know. <laughs> I don't know. And they run corporations. And the Bath Township Police Department has not caught them. Um, there's a plug for their Facebook page, too, because it's pretty hilarious. True that. Let's talk about how, you know, it's the Meyer family. They're from the Grand Rapids area. They're... They're probably the furthest things from communists and atheists. <laughs> right. Every time Fred writes a book, it's not about communism. It's, last time I checked, it was all about capitalism. What the what the F and what, Melinda? I think she's confused. Very much so. Ready for the next one? Yep. Okay. We've got to have a different riff for this one, though. Both Angela and I are big fans of the University of Michigan. And go blue. Uh, go blue. Uh, she's a grad of the university and I would have been if I was able to pull mo- the the money together to to go there. Not that I have any regrets about my plan B, which was all about Western Michigan University, go Broncos. But through thick and thin, we have always been proud to say go blue. That means that I, I also think that we are very realistic people as well. So realistic that we will often dive deep into the weeds and the numbers and the data of football games and football programs, or at least I do, so that Angela can then call me a geek or something. But here's what I found in the numbers generated by both the Michigan Wolverines and that team from Ohio. In terms of scoring offense, Michigan is 15th in the NCAA, and they're scoring 36.9 points per game. Ohio is first, scoring 47.2 points. As far as scoring defense or defense uh, points allowed by the defense, Michigan is 7th in the NCAA, allowing 16.3 points per game, and Ohio is 16th, allowing 19 points a game. Passing offense, Michigan's at 40 is 41st with 8.1 yards per pass. Ohio's third with 10 yards per pass. Um, as far as yards allowed by the defense on passing plays, Michigan is 7th with 5.8 yards per pass. Ohio's 23rd, allowing 6.6 yards per pass. Michigan is 38th on yards per play for offense, getting about 6.28 yards per play. Ohio's first with 7.9 yards per play. Uh, Michigan's 10th defensively, only allowing 4.67 yards per play. And Ohio's 21st, uh, allowing 4.99 yards per, per, per play. With that completely showing me how much of a geek that I am, and urging you, my friend Angela, to put aside our great love for the institution that is the University of Michigan. How do you see Saturday's game? Well, after the beating that Ohio State gave to Michigan State last week and how they stopped them from pretty much scoring in a lot of ways that they had been doing really well in most of the season, I'm hesitant to even give a prediction on this game. Um, Come on. You can you know, do it. I, 
I will give it. Um, my my prediction is that Michigan will um, will not beat Ohio State just based on how they've been playing recently. Um, I I think it might be a close game, um, but I don't know that it's going. And maybe close is relative, considering um, last week's game was not close at all. Um, so I, I think we'll at least get on the board a few times. I really think um, Aiden Hutchison and Ojabo need to step up and really, you know, make the defense play like they've been playing most of this season. Um, so, I, I, you know, I'm kind of at the point where I am ready and prepared for a loss in this game, um, but I would be pleasantly surprised with a Michigan win. So I'm going to go with Ohio State 32, uh, Michigan 16 32 16 all right i'm gonna start by it by admitting that um that 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 game in east lansing really crushed me and uh and not just because there are so many of our common friends who enjoy bragging rights uh for another year you know i think i i was sending you lots of texts during the game um i i didn't actually sit down at any point during that game uh except during halftime um, I didn't sit down during the quarter breaks. I didn't sit down during TV timeouts. And you know how long those damn TV timeouts can be. I didn't sit down. I uh, didn't sit down during regular timeouts. I was pacing back and forth so much. My Apple Watch clocked me at just under 2.75 miles during the game alone. Uh, and, you know, we just had new padding put down under my carpet down in the basement. Uh, so that's a lot of setup to say that that I jumped on the what the F and what Harbaugh wagon that week. And the Penn State game didn't improve that for me despite the win. And the Maryland game didn't improve that for me despite that crushing uh, win either. The only thing that's keeping me from grabbing the reins of the fire Harbaugh wagon is that my hands are already full with a fire Tim Lester wagon reigns for western and, and i'm not that good at multitasking really granted 10 and 1 is nice but unless michigan's competitive on saturday i'm not sure that's going to change my mind and i think saturday is actually going to get me to change my mind a little bit i don't think we're winning the game i think it's close and i think it's inside the spread uh vegas has got the spread at seven and a half points giving michigan seven and a half points at home and they've set the over under at 63 I think, friends, if you're betting, because you can now bet online in Michigan, thanks to our good friend Brent Iden, take the under and take the points. My call is Michigan 21, Ohio 28. That's really optimistic. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I, uh, I, I really think Hutchinson is going to have a really great game. I think uh, Strout's going to be on his ass a lot, but uh, we will give up a couple big plays, and that'll be the dif- difference. I think it's interesting, though, because, um, you know, in last week's game, Stroud really, like, put himself into the Heisman Trophy race conversation. And um, I think that that's the mentality that they're going to go into this game with, Um, in addition to their normal hatred, um, you know, of playing that team up north or uh, TUP, as they put it on their agenda. So I think that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to amend my uh, my prediction to 35 Ohio State, Michigan, 14. So we're both saying take the under. So there you go. Take the under. There's a lot of good games going on this weekend. You've got uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That's going to shake up things in the the top 10. Alabama, Auburn uh, this weekend as well. Oh, and and Wisconsin, Minnesota too. So go P.J. Fleck, row the boat. Anyway, that's our take on the big game. (laughs) 
that's going to kind of wrap up our first episode of What the F and What. Uh, thank you so much, Angela, for coming along on this one and, and really coming up with the idea that we should do a podcast for shits and giggles, what, five, six, seven years ago now at this point? Yeah, I think it was one of those things when we were running a half marathon in Detroit that we decided to do. Yeah, We always come up with weird ideas when that happens. Carb loading would do that. Yes. Carbs make you think crazy things. Also running a race while not uh, having trained for it also makes you do crazy things. That's true. That's true. So hopefully everybody enjoyed our chats about goats, about Myers, about the game. Um, and uh, really thanks for, for spending some of your time listening to us. Depending on our schedules, we're going to try to put something like this out every couple of weeks, probably on a Friday. So keep your eyes peeled for what's next. And uh, if you see something that makes you go, what the F and what, drop us a line so we can mention you as a special correspondent or even have you on the show if you want to call in and tell us about your story. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash DQWorthams on Twitter uh, or on my blog at DaveWorthams.com. You are just way more popular than me because I'm literally on Facebook and on Twitter, but I don't do anything on Twitter. So that's not really helpful to have people follow me. But you could also check out my other, I have an Instagram account um, that is Geek Girl Reads It All. Um, that's my uh, one that you probably want to follow if you find books interesting. So That's right, because you're doing the whole Masters of Library Sciences thing. Library. Do I look like I'm Tay Diggs? No, you don't. <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much. I have a fa like I said, face for radio, <laughs> not a face for movies or, or libraries or whatever. So anyway, so from the home office here in Kalamazoo and the remote office from Okemos, please remember, let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. Go blue. Go Broncos. We'll see you later. Bye. theme music was titled Hitting the Streets by J.R. Tundra. Check him out on YouTube.com. <laughs>